Welcome to the AZPM News Daily, a wrap-up of all the day's coverage from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. Coming up today, Cochise County supervisors may have to answer for their election votes. The next USS Arizona gets her first skipper, and the Energy Secretary visits Southeast Arizona. But first... A state grand jury is looking into the two Cochise County supervisors who refused to certify the 2022 election until they were ordered to by a judge. The online publication Vote Beat reports Republican supervisors Tom Crosby and Peggy Judd received subpoenas from the Arizona Attorney General's office last week. The Attorney General's office told AZPM it could not confirm whether or not Crosby and Judd actually were subpoenaed, VoteBeat spoke with others who were interviewed by investigators. The nuclear submarine soon to be commissioned as the USS Arizona has its first skipper. U.S. Navy Commander Thomas Digan is a career submariner with tours on three other nuclear subs. The boat, which is still under construction in Rhode Island, will be the third Navy vessel named Arizona and the first since the World War II battleship sunk during the attack on Pearl Harbor in 1941. The U.S. Energy Secretary visited Cochise County today to announce federal support for the South Line Transmission Project that aims to bring more electric power to rural areas of the Southwest. Summer Hom reports. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm announced that the South Line Transmission Project, which runs through Cochise County, is one of three projects selected by the department for its transmission facilitation program. Secretary Granholm says that the program will invest $1.3 billion for three transmission line projects that span across six states. Once these three lines are operational collectively, this will add three and a half gigawatts of additional capacity to the nation's grid, which is enough to power the equivalent of three million homes. The first phase of the South Line Transmission Project will span from Hidalgo County in New Mexico to Pima County in Arizona. In Cochise, I'm Summer Hom, AZPM News. The Department of Homeland Security has released a new strategy to combat fentanyl and other synthetic drugs as Arizona became the hotspot for fentanyl smuggling in the last year. Danielle Kamara reports. The federal government's new strategy includes improving information sharing among law enforcement, gathering information that leads to data-driven interdiction operations, targeting the production and distribution of illicit drugs, and implementing a messaging campaign on the dangers. Arizona ports of entry surpassed San Diego ports for the first time in 2023 as having the highest amounts of fentanyl seized. Customs officers in Arizona seized nearly 12,000 pounds of fentanyl in fiscal year 2023, which ended with September. I'm Danielle Kamara, AZPM News. The sequel to the OSIRIS-REx mission officially got underway Saturday. The new team guiding the OSIRIS-APEX journey to the asteroid Apophis was given a ceremonial handoff in front of 45,000 football fans at halftime at the Arizona-Oregon State game. OSIRIS-REx dropped off a container filled with rocks and dust from the asteroid Bennu last month. OSIRIS-APEX is due to orbit and collect data from the near-Earth space rock Apophis in April of 2029. University of Arizona space scientists are trying to find out more about an unusual asteroid. 
Tony Perkins reports the object is traveling alongside the Earth and the Moon in an orbit around the Sun. The asteroid is called Kamalewa and was first spotted seven years ago. It measures just 170 feet wide. U of A planetary scientist Renu Mahaltra says when researchers investigated its pattern of reflected light, it matched that of the moon rocks Apollo astronauts brought back to Earth 50 years ago. If you take a moon rock and measure it in, you know, in, a, in a laboratory with sunlight reflected off of it, that's what this uh, asteroid looks like. So that led to the conjecture that it came from the moon. Mahaltra notes the asteroid might be what's left of a larger object that crashed into the moon and has been left drifting alongside. Kamaleva is 9 million miles from Earth, but close enough that an unmanned satellite could get a better look at it on a future interplanetary mission. I'm Tony Perkins, AZPM News. The city of Tempe is joining Tucson and Flagstaff in raising the minimum age to buy tobacco to 21. From KJZZ, Matthew Casey reports. Tempe is raising the legal age to buy cigarettes to 21, and retailers will have to pay for an annual license to sell tobacco products. But some advocates want the city council to make sure there's enforcement. Tempe store owners caught selling tobacco to underage people face progressive discipline via fines, license suspensions, and permanent revocation. But Aaron Streeter with the Arizona chapter of the American Heart Association told the city council that unannounced compliance checks are also needed. We urge this council to commit to checking 100% of retailers annually and to make that commitment happen as soon as possible. City Council Member Doreen Garland called passing the ordinance a first step, and she said compliance checks on all Tempe stores that sell tobacco products will not get done the first year. Matthew Casey, Phoenix. The city of Sedona is looking at opening a safe place to park for unhoused locals who are working in the area and living in their cars. From the Fronteras desk, Michel Marisco has more. Like much of the country, Sedona is dealing with a shortfall of available homes, and many of those are now short-term rentals. The city is also landlocked by national forest, so it's asking people who live in their cars now and work in the area whether a designated lot will temporarily help them. A safe place to park program could be one way to help our local workforce, but first, you know, we need to establish if there's a need. Jeannie Frieder is Sedona's housing coordinator. If the program goes through, about 35 cars will be accommodated at a five-acre parcel owned by the city. It'll be staffed and equipped with showers and restroom trailers. Our ultimate goal for the city is really to be to transition people who are using Safe Place to Park into long-term housing. Frieder asks that those interested reach out to her directly through the city's website or go to kjzz.org for more information. In Flagstaff, I'm Michelle Marisco. The Western mega drought is getting some attention from an unexpected music icon. Alex Hager reports one British rock star teamed up with federal officials to promote work on Colorado River issues. With a rebel yell, he cried, conserve water. In a video from the Bureau of Reclamation, a denim-clad Billy Idol appears between government officials. He shares a message about the need for the public to help use less water from the shrinking Colorado River. Across the country, the impact of the drought crisis is undeniable. I saw it myself during my recent visit to Hoover Dam. 
The White Wedding Singer recently became the first to play a gig at the dam back in April with the nation's largest reservoir as his backdrop. The clock is ticking for states to come up with new rules for managing the river before 2026. Federal officials hope the deadline will bring a nice day to start again. I'm Alex Hager. And that should catch you up on everything we've covered today at Arizona Public Media. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess, and we'll be back tomorrow.